Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we've got another Meet the Fans. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Aston Villa. Uh, we've got Nuttall with us, as always. Hello, Nuttall. Hello. Uh, and today, we have Nilesh from Villa Forever Sports Club. Is that right, mate? Villains together. Villains together, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> should, have, should, have, should have got that right. <laughs> um, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Brilliant. Uh, so, First place to start off is like we do with a lot of people. Talk us through your sort of affiliation with the club and obviously uh, your supporters club that you're, you've got as well. Yeah, so I've, I've been supporting Villa all my life. Um, it's a, a club that I've always supported and um, always enjoyed watching. Um, my family support Villa as well, so it's great. And um, through my experiences of football and going down to Villa, um, in the last three years I decided to start up a, a supporters group called Villains Together. Um, in the aim of trying to bring people from all backgrounds um, to enjoy a match day experience at Villa Park mm. um, in a way to try and eliminate um, racism in the game as well. Um, so we'll, that, that was what we do. So we go out into communities and bring groups of people to Villa Park for the first time and um, get them to feel that um, the electric atmosphere there and um, change their perception on the game, really. That's really cool. I, I saw from your Twitter feed as well. You won some award from the from Villa. Is that right? Last last year or the year before? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was um, it, it was uh, the part of the Pride Award I won, and uh, it was all out of the blue. I had no idea mm. that I was going to win it. I just thought I was invited down um to the uh, Players Awards, and when I seen the the program as to who what categories were up there, and they said this there was this award for the diversity um winner. Um, I was I was thinking to myself, oh, I'd love to meet that person. I'd love to do some work with him, whoever wins it. <laughs> Lo and behold, it was me, and I was completely shocked and very grateful as well. That's yeah, fantastic. I, yeah, it's uh, very good. But it must have been a, a a good night sat there with all uh, the players for for them awards. Oh, it was amazing to be honest. And um, they all afterwards really gave me some good support and really thanked the work that we we actually do in the in in the community and stuff. And it was good to see. Um, but yeah, like it was just you know. To, I was expected to see my heroes up there picking up awards, not me picking up awards yeah. in front of my heroes. You know, it was completely. And when I got up there, I was the time to speak, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "What did I say?" <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I, it's not one of the questions, but I, I, I wasn't aware you were, you did you did this sort of thing. So I'm just gonna um, ask you, how has this year affected you on that front? Obviously, you've mm-hmm. not been able to get anybody into grounds and that sort of thing, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's affected us in a, in, a, in a massive way. It's been difficult, um, and I've, we've tried to still work with communities that need our help. Um, so one of the things that we we, we do is we, we get um, around the community, around the local area, so elderly people who can't go out and get their shopping who or can't go online and get their shopping, um, we go and do the shopping for them. Um, and, and, and stuff like that and then so um, one of the things we did was the younger fans around the the um, community uh, we got them to draw a picture the younger generation passed that picture on so they can draw a part of it and then that picture was then represented to the NHS staff who were working during the pandemic and stuff um, so yeah we, we've tried to do little things like that to keep it um, connected and obviously uh, we start up our own podcasts and we're not as good as you guys but uh <laughs> we've, we've started up our own podcast to to engage with the fans as well um so yeah we're trying our little bits and bobs to try and keep it all connected still yeah that's great good, uh, good to hear that you're still being uh, active during all this and it's not 
not stopped you doing the work you're doing <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so onto the onto the football. Uh, so uh, early early nineties sort of time, Villa were obviously regarded as one of the best clubs in country. Second place in first Premier League season. Uh, what what are your standout memories from that that time, the the early nineties, where you were sort of consistently good, if you like. <laughs> That's that that time was it was good because the the feeling was we were feared. Do you know what I mean? So people didn't like playing against us at that time as well, um, and we had we had a, we had a really good character in our team um, and the way we played, um, and it was it was great to see. And you know, we, fans believed that this team could do well, and this, this team the team were feared as well. We, we believed how good the team was at that time, uh, which was brilliant. You know, we had the likes of Dwight York, Savin Milosevic, you know, um, Tommy Johnson, Ian Taylor. And, and they were all smashing players at the time, and, and the, the team really had a character about them, um, which is what we what I loved, and obviously loved the um, the, the European nights, which were, which were great as well at the time. I have to say, when I was looking earlier, I didn't realise you'd actually been in Europe as much as you have over the last twenty years. It's, it, it seems like, obviously, the last few years, uh, sort of last decade or so, you were struggles a lot of the time. And I think people forget how big and how good Villa were in those early days of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, European nights were the best. And mm. even the people used to talk about the Channel 5 nights. You remember the Channel 5 nights where they, <laughs> you know, we were always on there because uh, that was when that was when the channel that the, the UAF Cup was on, you know. Mm. Um, and then we had the old um, Intertoto Cups that we were in. Um, you know, because we were still trying to get into Europe at times as well. Um, so yeah, it was really good times to be honest, and it was a real good factor. Oh, you had a couple of uh, League Cup wins, didn't it, as as well, didn't you? So um, you know, then Cup wins are sort of what we all aspire to as as football fans, isn't it? We're sort of getting that bit handed on silverware must have been pretty special. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was younger, uh, when we when we beat Manu three um, one, I think Manu were wearing the. The, the half green, half yellow shirt. If you remember the laces, yeah, the sharp, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I'm 38 now, so you're talking quite a lot of years back. But yeah, that was when I, I really fell in love with Villa, um, mm. just the way they won that game. Um, and it was against Man United, so it was against the top side. Um, and, it, you know, it makes a difference. And winning cups is always going to make a difference to any, whoever you support, because that's what fans want to see. You want to see your team lift a cup. So it's, it, it's just amazing times when that happens. And then you had the early mid early mid to two thousands where a set sort of success again. You had some really good players. We listed a few obviously from the nineties, but then you had Gareth Barry, Patrick Berger, Ashley Young, Gary Cale. That's just to name a couple of them. Yeah. Um, that was again it, you dipped and then came back again. How good were those sort of years? Although there were no no trophies, there were still a few European adventures during that time, weren't there? Well, yeah. consistent top six finishes as well, weren't they for for yeah. three or four years? Yeah, I mean, at the time we had Martin O'Neill, um, yeah. and he was uh, honestly he was a great manager for us. He, he got us on a on a great road, um, and it was it was it, it, we weren't going to turn any other way. We were just going on that this great trip with him, um, and we, and he brought really well. You know, the likes of Ashley Young, um, James Milner, uh, you know, and John Carew. He, mm. he, you know, we had some fantastic players. It, it was amazing to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, uh, look, 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 look at some of your top scorers as well. I've just got a list up here. Obviously, Milan Barosh were there. Juan Pablo Angel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> pa- Pablo Angel was one of the players that, you know, 
I think he needed a season in the Premiership and then the following Premier League, sorry, and then the following season he he really flourished. Um, you know, he bagged about twenty goals and he, he was great. Um, we we had we had a we had a really good side. Um, you know, people forget we had Gary Cahill mm-hmm. as well. You know, and he went on to play for England for a number of years. Um, I and think that's the thing with the names in that squad. Quite a lot of them went on and had really good Premier League careers, didn't they? Yeah, so just like. And they and they all sort of congregated at that time at Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you, know, you look at the likes of Gareth Barry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who, you know, when he's on top of his game, he would go into any top six team at that time mm-hmm. um, because he was such a, a reliable, uh, consistent performer um, in that middle of the park. So you know, we had great players, and then you had Ashley Young, who, who's now still playing in, in the top side in Italy. So mm-hmm. it's great. So the question, the question I've got to ask then is how, how, because obviously we're not from inside the club, so we only saw it happening from outside. But how did you go from sort of consistent top six finishers to to perennial strugglers for for many years after that? Uh, well, so, so quite a short space of time, really. Yeah, well, for me, it's, it's it's quite a simple one. You know, we had an owner who then decided to sell our best assets. Um, and then, on top of that, Martin O'Neill left. Um, so it, it all kind of, kind of went downhill then. And you know, when you sell your likes of Ashley Young and you sell your likes of Stuart Downing, um, and then you start selling, you know, James Milner and, and, and those type of players, who who are, are established Premier League players by then. Um, it's going to be very difficult to 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 replace them straight away, you know, because you know they are, they were established. They were um, they they learned the trade. At, well, didn't learn the trade at Villa, but they got they gained experience in the league with Villa. Then they grew from that. Um, then after that, you, you decide to sell them players. Then you you kind of need to replace them with ready-made players in that league again. Um, you know, unless you've got serious potential players that you can buy to come up and hit the ground running straight away. It was difficult. So, you know, we had an owner who was who 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 was who seen something where he could sell these players for a lot more and uh, which is what happened at the time. And then Martin O'Neill left and it, it just didn't recover after that. Yeah, I remember Paul Lambert coming in. Um and he, he up until obviously the end he seemed to just just do enough to keep you up. But at the same time, I remember watching sometimes thinking that must be terrible to watch as a supporter watching some of Paul Lambert's football. Yeah, Paul Lambert's football, yeah, it wasn't the best. I mean, the, the good thing we had with Paul Lambert, that like he got the best out of Benteke. Mm. Um, and then he got Benteke, when he was rumoured to, to to leave Benteke, he, he convinced Benteke to stay. Um, mm. But um, going back to your question about the, the football he played, yes, he wasn't the prettiest of football, don't get me wrong. Um, and I think at the time, you know, we were getting found out in certain games because of that. Mm. So I think people were starting to think, well, a change needs to happen at some point. Um, and then after that, we got um, Gerard Houllier in. Mm-hmm. Um, so people forget we actually had Gerard Houllier. I, I, I was just saying, I, 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 I forgot about Gerard Houllier, to be honest. Yeah. So Gerard Houllier came back and uh, he, he actually brought Darren Bent. Mm. So he was that was a big signing since you know, and he brought Darren Bent in and Darren Bent started scoring some some, some important goals for us. Um I think at the time Darren Bent was probably one of our biggest signings at 18 million or something like that. 
So yeah, it, it, it kind of changed after that. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, obviously, after those years of struggle, you brought Remy Remy Gard in, and obviously didn't change things. No. Nah. And, you, and you and you did end up getting relegated. How did how did that feel after such a long time uh, in the top flight to to, to be relegated? To be fair, to be relegated was heartbreaking. It, it, it was. We just never, be, you know, we were struggling, but we never believed that we were going to get relegated. We just thought we'd get through, you know, because we've never. It was just never on our minds. But when we did get relegated, it was heartbreaking. Don't be wrong. Um, and it, it, it was it was hard to take that. And you know, for the fans, definitely, it was just it was just we're not going to be playing in the league in the league that we should be playing in. Um, and that was hard, but. Um, and then when we did get relegated and we were in our first season in the championship, you know, the teams that we were starting to play in that league, you know, undoubtedly started to step up their game against us because they're playing Aston Villa. Um, so the games were getting tougher in that league as well. Well, yeah, we're well, speaking to, you're not, not always a Wednesday, Wednesday fan, I'm a Rotherham fan. So we know, well, certainly for us, the reason we're in the championship is to try and play teams like Villa. So whenever we, whenever Villa came to town or we went to Villa, it, it was a big game yeah. for for a club like us. But even yeah. for Wednesday, Wednesday being a big club, it's still a big game playing Villa, isn't it at all? Oh yeah, it were. I, I remember. Um, I think we played your first game in Championship actually. Yeah. Uh, we we won, didn't we? One nil. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's Villa are a big club. Uh, so it's like when I always think it's a bit similar to when Newcastle came mm. down. Uh, but obviously Newcastle never stay, and, and Villa did for a few yeah. years. Um, I've, I've not put a question in about it, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to bring him up because because of my feelings towards him. So, uh, how, <laughs> how 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 did you feel about your time with Steve Bruce in the Championship? I know he wasn't liked by the time he left, uh, but did you, do you think he sort of steadied the ship? Um, yeah, I mean, do you know what? Steve Bruce had the ability to 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 get us as far as he could do in that league, um, and personally, like you know, for me as a as a supporter, you know, Steve Bruce kind of made a few mistakes um, when he was there. You know, he he we had we, had, we were struggling on centre backs. Um, he loaned out one of us, then he loaned ended up loaning um, Alfie out, um, and then putting Jedinak at the back. Mm. Um, which all respect to Jendak, he, he wasn't a centre back. You know, he is he, a midfielder, he's a centre midfielder, and you put players like that at the back, things are going to happen. You know, um, and especially in the league, like the Championship, where goals are scored, um, a lot of goals are scored. You know, you need a, a good, a good, a good defence to be honest, and it just didn't come. And then the football started to go down as well. The football just wasn't there. Um, and it seemed as if at times that we needed to go down a goal to, to to kind of really like up our game in the games as well at times with Steve Bruce. Um, uh, I'm not lucky in the guy. He was a great guy. He was a great manager in terms of um, what he did for some of the players there because uh, without Steve Bruce, we wouldn't have John McGinn um, mm. in our side. And John McGinn was an excellent signing from him. We've got people like um, Al Ghazi. Who's, who's another great player for, and, he, and uh, Steve Bruce brought him in as well and you also got Tammy Abraham in on loan so you know he did make some great signings as well you know so he wasn't all bad with Steve Bruce I just think he, his time at Villa he took him as far as they could go in that league 
And I think that happens with certain managers. Mm. And as you can see now in Newcastle, he's doing okay with them in that league now and he's taken them as far as he can with them. So I think it's, it's, it's the way it is with certain managers in certain leagues. Yeah, and then Dean Smith comes in after after Russia leaves. Um, what was the feeling for, for Smith? Because obviously coming, he came in from Brentford, yeah. who were overachieving. Uh, and then he's coming to a, what we all know, what we mentioned, Villa's massive club and the expectations are obviously going to be high. Was there a thought that it was maybe an underwhelming appointment or was it was it a, a sign of ambition, you thought, at the time? Do you know what? I think it was a sign of ambition because we, we, were, we were getting a, a talented coach stroke manager you know uh, everyone knew that he was a talented manager mm. um and it had that added bonus that he was actually an aston villa supporter yeah. so um he was always great that that was always going to go down well with us fans mm. so um the feeling was 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 good to be honest and it was it was positive to be honest very positive what what are your thoughts on him now oh, i love the guy absolutely love him um i couldn't say anything you know bad about the guy you know he's he you know, people try and knock him down. You know, we we were we we, we were, what mid table in the in in the championship. Mm. Uh, we didn't expect to go up, by the way. So when 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 mm. Dean Smith took over, mm. um, you know, it was a two year plan. It wasn't like a, yeah. a, a that season, right? You're getting to get us up, but he um, he went on a 10, 10 game unbeaten run, made Jack Grealish the captain, mm. um, got us promoted. Um, then last the last season in the league in the Premier League, he's kept us up. You know, um, he's kept us up, and you know he had his he had his problems as well. You know, he, his, his father passed away, and he, and he still managed to focus on the team um, and, and keep us up. And now this season, he's doing he's doing great as well. You know, so I, I, I'm really glad he's still we've still got him. And then you end up going up through the playoffs. I mean, I mean, obviously lost the year before um, there, winning at, winning at Wembley is. Uh, a special day, isn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. To win at Wembley was, was so good. Um, the atmosphere, the fans before the game, uh, during the game and after the game was, was just amazing. Um, it was really, really good. And we, we, with Villa with and the fans, it feels like a family as well. Mm. So, you know, before the game, we went to the, we were, we were in Box Park, Box Park, it was called by Wembley. Um, and it was just, it was just great positive uh, vibe mm. um, and to win it was just brilliant absolutely brilliant I mean towards the end there was a bit of a nerves because Derby nearly scored and stuff like mm. that but we held in there we got it done and we, and we were in we're done yeah well I, I had a day out at Wembley in 2016 and I, I said the only thing that spoiled the day was the game <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> that day but yeah they, they are brilliant days I can uh, only imagine uh, going and having that day out at Wembley and winning so, uh, one day, not all. One day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, last season, uh, you invested massively in the squad. Um, but from the outside, the players looked largely average. Uh, it took a lot, of, a lot of risks, I think, because uh, there wasn't much in terms of uh, people that had played in the league before. Uh, and, and obviously, you only just survived. Some would say you might not have survived if it wasn't for technology not not working. Uh, so, how, how, how do you feel about last season, the transfer policy, and and what have you got to say to anybody that says you wouldn't have survived had the uh, goal line technology worked? Do you know with the transfer policy? I think what happened 
we, we needed we needed the players definitely because we, we we'd let go of nine players so we needed we needed players in um but i think what we did need was like the ready made premier league players premier league experienced players um what we, we we brought in was potential premier league players um and 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 that's what happened so for example you look at someone like douglas louise um, at the start of the season, he started off really well, actually, um, and it, it, he played okay during the season. Um, but then, when it came down to the lockdown period, he was our star man because he's had that experience in the, in the league and he's our star man. So some of the players needed, I think, needed the season to get to get there. Um, so yeah, I think that was what it, what happened. Now you look at this season, and we brought in the likes of Barkley, um, we brought in the likes of. Um, Tayore Martinez, the goalkeeper, who have got numbers in the Premier League, mm. so that that's made the difference, and the recruitment's been slightly better. Oh, I'd hundred percent agree with that. I think the the window just gone. Yeah, it were, were a very good window for Aston Villa. The th- the thing is with people like Barkley, Martinez, Tayore, so they've they've played in that league before, but there's also a lot of potential for them to get better in the league as well. Yeah. Uh, so they've got the experience, but they can they can improve as well. I think Barkley in particular has been a, a, yeah. a big, big signing from, from what I've seen this season so far anyway. But uh, going back to your question, sorry, I, I, I yeah. missed one bit out, was the, um, the where people are saying about the the goal, the yeah. goal score, you know, the, the technology yeah. failed. Okay. You know, I get people are saying that maybe if we didn't get that, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have stayed up. But I'd be funny if we didn't. We still had to win games after that game, mm. so we still had to beat the likes of Arsenal. Um, yeah. we, we still had to do that. Um, it's not as if we, we 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 won that game and lost all the other games and stayed up. It didn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so we still had to get results. It wasn't just you know. So there was a lot of work to do. And yes, technology failed that day. But if you look at Villa season that season. VIR hasn't been kind to us at all. Um, so we were due a bit of luck, you know. Mm. So um, I had to, uh, I have to say, you know, we were due that bit of luck, um, and I, we took it, we took the luck, so that's fine. <laughs> I, I thought it was brilliant. It was against Sheffield United, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to Jack Grealish. Um, now we we've talked a lot about him on the podcast. Yeah. We're, we're sort of a group of people that really want to like him because he's English and he's going to be good for England. And to be fair to him, he has been very good for England in the friendlies. He just does certain things every so often, which makes him very easy to dislike. <laughs> um, what is the... Oh, I don't know why I'm asking. Tell, tell us what you think about Jack Grealish, because I know you're going to love him. <laughs> Do you know what, right? Jack Grealish, um, obviously Tim Sherwood gave him his, mm. his start and... You know, he was young when he when he gave him his start and stuff. Yeah, he made a few mistakes, but young youngsters do, you know. But to to give me his credit, he got his head down and and um, he worked on his game and he, and he was the reason we got promoted as well. He was a big part of the reason. You know, a manager doesn't give someone the captain's armband for no reason, um, and he's had the he's got the captain's armband at Villa, so he's respected at Villa. Um, obviously, he's got immense talent. You know, he mm. gets the ball. People can't get the ball off him, so they foul him. Um, people say that he looks for the fouls. Um, I don't. He does not look for the foul. I don't think he does at one single bit. I think you know, he's he's very hard to get the ball off. So the fouls will, will always come to him, and, and that's what happens. And 
and that, and that's, I see why opposition fans don't like him because of that. My question is for you guys, right? If he's playing for England, he wins a foul mm. on the edge of the box. For example, in a semi-final of the World Cup, and somebody scores a free kick off it. Then what happens? Does Grealish say, do we all say, yeah, you know what? Grealish, well done. He's done. Oh, no, nah, he keeps getting fouled. He keeps getting fouled. Does he need to get fouled? I think it's one of those that when he's on your team and he's doing it for you, it's all, it's all. I've got to say, I, I was one of the, the people that were sort of uh, last season questioning whether he was a big fish in a small pond and performing well because the players around him weren't, weren't at the same standard, basically. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, and I, I was one of his biggest doubters and, and, uh, I didn't like him because he wore French plaits to a game once. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's, he's, he's proved himself this, this season at the end of the day. And I don't think anybody can really argue whether he's got the ability I'll, or whether he hasn't anymore. Do you know, I keep saying, and I don't know whether you guys would disagree with me, in his, in, as an attacking midfield player currently, um, I don't think there's anyone better in the league right now. I mean, De Bruyne hasn't really... Let picked up from last season. So mm. we could argue maybe it was deployment, but if you guys can tell me someone who's better, that'll be great. <laughs> Fernandez <laughs> maybe. Fernandez, Fernandez on form maybe, but Bruno Fernandez. But I agree, Grealish is at the top of his game, and there aren't many. Bruno Fernandez's penalties away. <laughs> yeah, well that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was one of his biggest critics, and I have to say, is is is. He was brilliant for England in them games. He's been brilliant for Villa this season. Is, I think this, the this, partnership. The partnership. You're going to take away the um, the the uh, the, the actual uh, the bio. The bio. Because <laughs> I was going to mention that. Today. <laughs> Lax is in charge of that, so it's up to I'm, him. That, that, I think that was Wayne's doing that one. Oh, we might we might get that one a change. Um, what I will say about Glitch is this season in particular. It, it looks changed. He looks a changed man from last season in just the way, way he carries himself on the pitch. Yeah. Do you agree there's been a change from last season to this season, much as obviously other seasons as well? I think so, yeah. And I've got, I've got a feeling the club have listened to him as well, mm. you know, because he's, he's obviously signed a new contract with us as well. Um, we've, we've built players, sorry, we've brought players to, to strengthen the squad, like so Barkley. His, his link up play with Barkley is amazing. Mm. So um, I think. He now feels that he's got players that are at his level. You know, the likes of Barkley, that's a great signing for us. Mm. So I think he feels that now. And so, yeah, um, I think that's why he's got a, he's a bit more professional performances now you'll see from him. So, yeah, I'd agree. The partnership that Barkley, uh, Grealish, and Watkins have has developed mm. is, I, 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 we, we discussed it a couple of weeks on, ago on the show, and I, I said it's. One of the best partnerships in the league for me, mm. those three players, <laughs> in an attacking sense. I don't, I don't think there's too many better. Obviously, yeah. Liverpool and possibly Man City at their best, uh, but uh, and, and Spurs. But beyond that, I think I think that they are they are up there as a front three. The only thing is he's injured now for a couple of weeks, so Barkley. Yeah, he does that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it does. But it's it's good. It's a good move for for Barkley as well, for mm. for a personal point of view, because I. I if he gets back in and continues to perform like he has been, he's going to be in Euro squad, and I think that's mm. probably what's been on his mind yeah, uh, when making that move. 
Uh, for this season, how far can Villa go? Because it's it's quite a wide open league. Certainly for I think top three might be sewn up with yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. Certainly fourth down is quite wide open. How far do you think Villa can get up that? Do you know what? Um, we started off really, really well. Mm. Um, you know, compared to last season, when you look at the table now, it's really refreshing to see from a Villa fan's point of view. But um, uh, looking at you know what we what Villa need to do is perform well on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, you can't just perform well against top sides then lose to um, smaller sides. You know, you've got to keep that consistency going in this league. Um, so looking at the current form that we're in, um, I would I would be more than happy to finish tenth. To be honest, more than happy. Do you think yeah. there's a plan to move on from that? Do you know, so for example, it, it, is there a wider plan for Villa to push for Europe, or is it yeah. just settle for the time being and see what happens? No, absolutely. Our, our owners are are really, really um, pushing for that, mm. uh, definitely, and they are really supportive of that. So yeah, definitely, we, we, our aim is to get into Europe, definitely. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, we've uh, we've asked everybody that we've had on uh, to this point the same question to. To finish, uh, so so we'll ask you who who's can you nail down your your favourite player of all time for Aston Villa to, to one person. My favourite player of all time. Um, to be honest, for me, um, it was uh, Savan Milosevic. To be honest, at the time, um, because he 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 came in and he had, he kind of he had a lot a lot of stick mm. um, when he first came in a similar sort of way that Juan Pablo Angel did. Um, but he then flourished and he was a big player for us, you know, and he was a player that I've seen uh, growing up. Um, him and uh, I love Stan Collymore. You might you obviously remember Stan yeah, Collymore. Came yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they were the top players. So if I look back, you know, I, I, you know, Savo, Savo for me because I just, I was, at the time, he was just a great player for me and I liked him. Fair enough. Well, like, well I'm liking asking people's favourite players because we're getting some different answers yeah, not ones, you, not necessarily ones you expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it all depends on how you've grew up as well. Yeah. You know, like how you watch a team when you're younger and stuff like that. You know, you know, mm. and where you play as a as a fan mm. and when you go out and play football, mm. you always like that kind of position and where that player is. You know, so I mm. think uh, if you're a strike, if you're a striker playing football, um, when you watch your team play, you're not going to say your favourite player is going to be your left back. Um, yeah, I, think, yeah. it, I think it's one of those, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a good point, actually. I never yeah. thought of that. But, yeah. I'm not saying that I was a prolific striker in my day. <laughs> <laughs> this has been really good, Nilish. Thank you very much for doing this. And uh, fantastic work you're doing with Villas together. Like I said, there's some, you're doing some really fantastic work, so keep that up. And we really appreciate you taking this time to speak about Villa. Thank you very much, mate. No, thank you for having me. Um, you know, Wish you all the best as well, guys. And um, it's a great podcast. I love it. So cheers for that. Well, thank you. Thank cheers, you. mate. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye.